On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I had Clay Canning from Screenskins awesome conversation that we had all around licensing, all around the creative ways that he was able to find his licenses. A little bit different uh, than the normal way to go about it. We walked right through all of it. You guys are not going to want to miss this episode. Hey guys, before we begin, I want to talk to you about how to grow your e-commerce brand in a post iOS 14.5 world. If you're doing over seven figures in D to C, you need to hear this. Back when Facebook ads were absolutely crushing it and driving massive amounts of revenue, setting up basic flows and sending out occasional email campaigns used to cut it, SMS marketing included. You'd see it constantly and so would we when we were looking at accounts at Mindful Marketing. Brands earning 20 to 45% of their total revenue with email marketing with maybe three to four hours of work a month. And that's because they just set up some basic flows and then silence. But now that the Facebook algorithm has stopped spitting out such ridiculous returns, where do we go? Retention. But it requires marketers to go deeper than simple templated flows and copy and pasted campaigns, which we've seen all the time. It requires actually having a system that increases the LTV of your customers and then actually realizing that entire customer lifetime value in a shorter period of time. And hopefully even seeing a higher LTV. We're saddened to see brands do all the same things with their emails and SMS, and we're sick of auditing agency accounts who simply set up welcome flows and show off how many sales they make. Anyone can set up a welcome flow, abandoned cart flow, etc. That is the simple stuff, guys. The real key in retention marketing is digging deep into your market, copy, offer, your creative, and then pairing that with a strategy that turns one-time buyers into two-time buyers, into three-time buyers, and on and on, just like we've seen at our brands. So if you want to find out exactly Exactly how deep our retention marketing strategy goes, book a quick wins call with our team and we will show you exactly how we drive more repeat sales for our clients and hopefully how you can too. Go to mindfulmarketing.co slash quick wins. That's mindfulmarketing.co slash quick wins, all one word. Now on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back here with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Today I have on Clay Canning from Screen Skins. Clay, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Thank you for having me. Excited to oh, be here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're having such a great conversation already. I'm like, okay, let's just get this down. Let's start talking. So for people who don't know anything about you and anything about Screen Skins, just tell us a little mm -hmm. bit about who you are and what, and what you do. I'll give a, a brief description. So essentially we are based in the United States. We work within the NFL, MLB, NCAA, you know, the NBA, and we sell a licensed product, which is a screen protector that is branded with your favorite team on it, essentially, right? But that screen protector, it protects your phone, you know, whole nine yards, but that logo also disappears when your phone turns on, right? So it doesn't affect your display. And how I describe it, right? When you go on investor pitch and, and stuff like that, we say it is untapped real estate, right? Like there's no like brand or marketing aspect to it, but your phone is off on average like 17 to 18 hours a day, right? So if a brand is on there, you know, imagine the brand awareness they're getting without even realizing it. Oh, absolutely. And for their super fans too, right? Like, oh man, where else can I put this logo, right? Oh, That's yeah. awesome. So walk me through. So Clay, you're you're 22 right now. You started I this am. business at 18. Walk mm -hmm. me through what that was like starting the business and kind of where the idea came from and mm -hmm. some of the iterations. Stressful. That is like the number one word. 
you know, but I try, I try not to be crazy about it. I mean, I really am thankful for the support I've had, you know, just like growing up and, you know, throughout the past like four years. So I started this while I was in high school, right? Like I was a senior in high school, but my senior year of high school is different. Like I was already in college classes. Like I was pretty much done with my AA degree. Like, you know, I'm pretty academically inclined, right? So like I go out there, I can pass any class in the world. So I started by selling screen protectors on Amazon. That's something like people don't know, right? So I was just doing Amazon FBA, you know, making a couple hundred bucks every other week. And yeah, dude, it was great. You know, like living the life at 18, right? Just making whatever, right? It was super easy. And had the idea and concept of applying a logo. Like there's something about me. I am a huge football fan, right? That's, I guess, one thing, you know, about growing up in the South, you know, we love college football down here and it's just how it goes. And I decided to put this logo right here, actually, the Florida Gator logo on a screen with uh, a technique that I've kind of worked with as a kid growing up because I'm more engineering focused. Um, I love, you know, designing things, building things, creating things. And first one sucked. Like, I'll be honest, it sucked. It was really, really bad, but I saw potential in it. There was just that little potential. So started refining the process and eventually started it. And I was like, dude, got to get a website up, got to sell these things. Like, you know, and I started just doing custom stuff locally and it worked out pretty well. You know, I was doing good, but I noticed a problem. When you ask a customer what they want, they truly don't know. You know, they're because I'm just like, you can do anything. Like, what do you want? Yeah, you yeah, know, like I can do any yeah. design and they, they just didn't know. And I was like, you know what? That's a problem, um, especially when it came to running like ads on Facebook, Instagram and stuff like that, because there is no like targeted ad campaign for everybody. Right. Like you can do any design. Right. Like yeah, it's not yeah, refined. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, let's let's take a step back. Who already has an audience? You know, like like where where's that market at? And I realized real quick, you know, in I swear this is exactly what I did. One of Facebook in the the little research thing where you can see audience sizes, right? So like I just typed in like, you know, University of Florida. University of Georgia, Alabama, and you see the audience size and it's like, oh damn, like I can target these people directly. Facebook already knows who they are. Like I could see this working out. So then I yeah, got to figure yeah. out how to license the product. That was the hardest part. If there's something you don't know, licensing is, it sucks. It sucks. It's pretty hand to hand, to hand combat, hey? Like when you're doing licensing, it it's not like you go to like a licensing store and be like, hey, I just want to license this and this and this. <laughs> Walk me through yes. like, what is it actually like, Clay? Like I'd love to know what the process actually looks like. So it depends which way you go. I'm lucky to have such an awesome product, right? Like I don't have to pitch myself. I don't have to pitch the product that much. It's more just like, hey, let me see your phone, slap it on. They're just like, that's really cool. Let's figure this out. You know, like that's something that's very hard. You know, like people don't always have products like that. And when you're going into those conversations, there's so many gatekeepers already. So like if you're in apparel, if you're trying to do, you know, your own t-shirt designs or whatever and trying to license them with with universities or leagues, it's impossible. Like I'll tell you right now, like I've had so many friends come up to me like, dude, like I want to do these t-shirts. I'm like, I'm like, there's apparel in licensing, then there's everything else. And I'm like, you're Mm. never going to get it. So it's, it's really, really tough. But I made a really good connection with a former running back at Ohio State who's a business guy now named Maurice Claret. And I drove up, live event with my brother. This is when I was 18. Saw his podcast live, made a great connection with him. And, you know, shot him a screen for free. It was really cool relationship. We're really great friends today. But he's like, dude, I know someone who can help you out because he played college football at the highest level, right? Like he's a big star at Ohio State, big guy. And long story short, he hooked me up with a guy at Texas A&M. And the only license I had at this time were University of South Florida, Central Florida, and Florida State. So... I got those licenses within a year, year and a half of each other. And that's just three licenses. 
Okay, because yeah. each one's individual. So long story short, hook me up with who's my co-founder now, Rashawn Brown. Uh, really great guy. He's taken over kind of as a CEO this year. He's doing a fantastic job. But he set up a meeting with a vice president. And I think it was a VP. I'd have to go back and look. It's been a while now. Um, at the collegiate licensing company, right? And we show him the product, pitch it to him. He's like, this is really cool. He's like, I got some guys that can help you out. So he set up a meeting with us in Fanatics. If you don't know Fanatics.com, they are by far the world's largest you know, sports merchandise company in the world. Their last valuation, yeah. I think was like $67 billion. It was something stupid. So the guy, we made a great connection. He played baseball at Florida State. And I was like, this is going to be an easy sell. It's like, this is an easy one. So showed him the product. He's a younger guy. When it's younger people, they're like, oh, that's a really cool product. You know, older people, you know, there's a bit of age gap there. Yeah. But yeah. He's like, dude, Fanatics wants this product. What do we need to do to help you get this product license? And that's what really helped us. He was like, dude, submit your applications for all these licenses. You know, this is what you need to do. Give them my phone number. Tell them Fanatics wants the product and you're done. Like you're in, essentially. So, let me just make sure I'm, I'm getting this straight. So Fanatics is a site that sells licensed products on their website. Is that correct? Correct. They want you to be in on their site and so they wanted to help you out trying to get these licenses. Correct. Awesome. Love that leverage of and finding that person. I, this is what I'm trying to get at is like is mm-hmm. is like lots of times like you can't just step into a room, right? Um especially at mm-hmm. at the age that you are, right? And be like just demand respect from people, right? Yeah. Especially when when you're doing that. And so finding somebody like that that's going to vouch for you and help you out and mm-hmm. leverage their relationships is in, is absolutely incredible. Clay, yes. keep going. So this this is where it gets really crazy, right? So every license you get, you got to pay like an upfront royalty to it. Okay, so the average upfront royalty in the college realms like you know a thousand to ten thousand. You know, like that's the highest you'd ever see. Long story short, I'm looking at our list. And I'm like, dude, it's going to cost me a hundred thousand dollars before we even make product. Like that's you know that's yeah, pretty just steep. To pay the upfront fees. Yeah. yeah, just for the upfront fees. And, you know, we talked with Fanatics and we're like, okay, you know, what's what's an angle we can take on this? And then, you know, long story short, this is everything coming full circle. It is the absolute funniest thing in the world. We connected with a company out in Colorado named Fanbrander. They work with Otterbox, Spec, Mophie, right? And they license all their cases, okay? Print the collegiate logos on them and NBA logos. And... They've already paid the upfront fees. They already have the warehousing. They already have the EDI integration with Fanatics. Like they already do all this stuff. And we took a call with them, you know, went really, really well. And they're like, you know, we'd love to have the product. It's like, let's do it. You know, so I'm leveraging their licenses with my product and I do lose some margin in that. You know, I don't, I don't want to like say I'm making full margin on a lot of things, but losing that margin it is totally worth it in the grand scheme of things for me, right? I didn't have to go out in front, you know, a hundred, hundred fifty thousand dollars before I even so made product. Cash flow right there. That's a massive amount, especially for a startup, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, and I mean, I could have gone to the investors and pitched it and been like, Hey, you know, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to buy. They probably would have bought into it. But long story short, we got a call from the NFL probably around October, September's time. And so Fanbrander didn't have NFL at the time. And the NFL is like, Hey, like we want this product. Like, what can we do to, to help you, you know, get this license within the NFL? And there's something you don't know about the NFL. The NFL is a hundred thousand dollars down before they even look at your application. Really? Like it's serious. Does that include all the teams? If you get all 32 the teams. NFL yep. Yes. Okay, nice. All 32 teams. Okay. And, you know, it's like, all right, I don't have $100,000 come out of pocket just to kind of hope I'm going to get the license. You know, like that's not going to not going to work for me. So they connected us with a company with a couple of companies we've actually already talked with who had NFL licenses, but none of them that really stuck. They connected us with a company called Keyscaper out in Oregon. 
Okay. This is funny thing. So the owner of Keyscaper, I talked with him when I was like 18 or 17 before I started licensing, like before I started licensing. And this is the craziest thing. So you can go on and find a registry of licensed products, right? Online, you know, and see the owners and get the contact information. So I shot a cold email to him years ago just to be like, hey, I'd love to learn about licensing. You know, I didn't say what my product was. This is for, sorry, let me just clarify here. So you shot an email to somebody who owned a license that you wanted. Yes. Is that correct? Okay. Yes, but okay, but that think about this. That was years prior to this. Like all this happened like within six months of like now till today. So that's what's happened now. But years ago, I emailed this guy just to ask him licensing. Like, how did he build his licensing company? You know, like with his products, how did he do it? And long story short, I've been sitting on his phone number for the past like four years. Okay. And my partner was like, you know, what, like what angle can we take for the NFL? And I was like, I got a phone number that might help us. And he's like, you've been sitting on that phone number for how long? And I'm like, about three years. I was like, you know, we ha- I was like, I haven't talked to him in a while, but I'm sure he'd remember me. And it was the absolute funniest conversation I've ever had. So long story short, we're working so, with him now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. So are you using his licenses or did he just make the connections with what you needed or or, were you, or are you working through his license? So we, we work under his license, under his umbrella. And this is something that like for other entrepreneurs to know, this is something super rare, right? Like your everyday business is not really going to like want to use this model. It's more for like screen skins is a one-off product, right? Like we sell one product because for us to go get license or for us to like expand. Um, and I found this out with ads too. It's, it gets crazy, but um, for us to do like cases and other accessories, you know, like it becomes a little harder. So that's what made working under his license really work is just like, you know, we're, we're one product and we want to have access to all these different leagues and stuff. That's so cool. Clay, what's one of the biggest mistakes that you've made since you started the company? Oh, gosh. Underestimating expenses. That's definitely cash flow, man. Cash flow, cash is king. People, I would, I would definitely say that's, that's up there. You know, I'm trying to think of like a big mistake. Everybody who's listening right now is like, yes, 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 yeah. yes. Always one of, one of my mentors says uh, he's got a, a two by four rule. Everything takes two times as long and costs four times as much or the opposite yes. way around. <laughs> right. Yes. So whatever you think, just times it by two and then go ahead and times it by four. And that's what you actually need. <laughs> literally, literally. And, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say this is a mistake, but this is more like advice. You know, partnerships are just are crazy. You know, the relationships you build out of them are so, so important, you know, because my entire business relies on everybody else, like connecting me throughout this entire journey, right? Like everybody had someone that could help me out. And that's what's crazy. You know, it's, it's unfathomable. But like Clay, they they benefit from you as well, right? It's not, you're not just dependent on them, right? There's this like Mm -hmm. interdependent sort of relationship. I, with all of our companies, we teach um, seven habits of highly effective people to them. And really the whole Mm -hmm. idea in seven habits is moving from dependence to independence to interdependence, right? But the issue is that Mm -hmm. most business owners stop at independence, right? They're like, I'm an island. I bootstrap this thing. I'm just doing it on my own, right? When the real magic happens when you find interdependence, right? And you're like, oh, yes. I'm going to help you here, right? Like win-win, right? Like actual win-win where win-win. it's like, okay, you're going to get this. I'm going to get this. This is how, but to, to do win-win, you have to fully let them know like, hey, this is the win for me, right? This mm-hmm. is what it's going to be. And I think a lot of people stop there. So I love to hear how you've built up these relationships. Yes, it's it's been crazy. And, you know, going back to what we were talking about a little bit, I'll do the PG version. You know, one of the guys I've worked with for a long time, one of his biggest messages, you know, is you do little little stuff by yourself, you know, but you do big stuff with other people. 
you know, and that's definitely the PG version of it. But it's so true. You know, like I look back to what I was doing and I was scaling, you know, slowly, right? Like brick by brick, but I was just beating a door, you know, that is so hard to break through by yourself. You know, you have to have other people to help you out. And that's essentially what's catapulted the business where it's at today. What's next, Clay? Where are you going from here? It's 2022. Online advertising in general is just getting more and more difficult. Where are you guys headed? Personally, I got a couple things in the works, you know, on the back end, as far as some new ideas and new concepts I want to bring to the market. But as far as screen skins goes, you know, our main focus has been absolutely leveraging our fanatics, like relationship to its max, you know, like that is something we're trying to do to where we don't have to buy the customer there, you know, and people don't realize how expensive it is to buy a customer now. Like our, I mean, our e-com strad, this is probably six to eight months ago. I mean, you're spending 20, 25 bucks just to obtain a customer, you know, for one purchase. And it's like, you know, this is, this is crazy. Cause I remember when I first started doing this stuff, I mean, you could obtain a customer, you know, 10, 15 bucks. That was pretty reasonable. It wasn't too crazy. Yeah. Sometimes a bad campaign here at 20, 25, but you could really hit that 10, $10 mark. But now, all right, you're selling a, a 40 to $50 product, but it's costing me $25 to obtain them. Then have the royalties, the shipping, the licensing. It's just, it's like, well, by the time it's said and done, I'm making like, you know, two cents. So yeah, it's not working, you know, for us, but I'll tell you what has worked for screen skins is TikTok by far. Talk to me about that. What does your strategy uh, look like on there? Where where are you guys headed with TikTok? So I'm young. That's a good thing, I guess, right? It makes me, yes. you know, tie into the generation a little bit. I feel like I get charged like TikTok consulting fees, like in like the tens of thousands of dollars. So I started oh, TikTok. Oh, absolutely. And big brands would oh, pay it in a second. They would. They would. It it is so funny because people like friends of mine, even my own brother who's trying to build up his TikTok audience, like he'll come to me, he'll ask me, dude, you got any video ideas? Cause like I'll watch TikTok and I used to hate it. I hated it because I was like, it takes up so much of my time. Like, dude, you just get sucked into it, you know, and it, it's fun to watch. Like those Chinese, man, they developed a great algorithm, whatever they did. Fantastic. But I started doing it and my girlfriend at the time was like, you know, you post some stuff out there, right? Like you need to do it. And I was like, ah. You know, I'm not into it. Like four months goes by and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to post some videos, right? And when you have a cool product, it makes it a lot easier. You know, like it just, it just makes it easier. Um, probably after about two months of like posting on TikTok every day, I had a video. This is the craziest thing. I took this video. It was a horrible video. Horrible video. I was just like, it was one of those, like I need to post something, but I don't want to yeah. put in the effort. So I was like, all right, just do it. You know, recorded it and posted it. And I took a nap. Like I was just dead that day. It was just a bad day. I woke up like an hour later. I think it was at a hundred thousand views. Okay. 100,000 to 300,000, <laughs> yeah. 300,000 to like 700,000. And then before like I went and met up with some buddies and I was like, guys, I have so many DMs right now for custom screens that like, I don't know what to do. Like I could probably go on my TikTok and just show you how many DMs I still have on there that I've never answered. Like there's just so many that it's not even possible yeah. to like to reach them. I think it the video capped out at like two, 2.1 yeah. million, something like that. But over... Over the lifetime of TikTok, I think about about 10 million total views, close to it. You know, as awesome. far as building a brand on there, it's it's hard. I took more of the approach. I did that is definitely a mistake I made. I took more of like the views approach than I did like building a brand or a story approach. Building the brand mm. story approach, you kind of gain more loyal following. Whereas like gaining the or doing the video approach, right? Like how can I maximize my views? That just gets you the like one off sale, right? Like you just you're yeah. just trying to reach yeah. people. Yeah. So that that's a mistake. I won't say a big mistake, but that was a mistake I made. You 
you know, and I look back at it now, I wouldn't say it's the biggest deal in the world, but it's like, if I did it differently, that's how I would have done it. I would have built more brand and story, but I've, Love it, Clay. I've dropped off Love on it. TikTok a little bit. I need to, I don't know. Finding someone good at TikTok is very difficult, or at least as yes. good as like, I would want it. You know, like, I'm like, okay, I waste so much time on this app. I need someone else to watch these, find out what's trending and do it for me. But it's so hard to find somebody. It really is. Have you guys delved into TikTok ads at all? No, mostly because of targeting. They're... Think back like six months, right? TikTok ads have really just started to come out. TikTok's a low, lower audience, you know, platform as far as demographic goes, like age-wise. Our safe age is like 35 to 55. You know, that's where we yep. notice that sweet spot, especially yep. when you're selling a $50 product. But I imagine soon, once we maximize our licenses, we're definitely, probably by June, we're going to be looking to step up the TikTok game, you know, as far as ads go. Awesome. Love it. Clay, yeah. I got to ask you the question I ask everyone who comes on the podcast. What is your secret to scaling? Patience. I'll tell you, having patience is super, super important. And I don't mean patience in like, you know, you're not going to blow up tomorrow, you know, do a million in sales. And I don't, I don't want people to think that, I mean, there are those Cinderella stories, you know, that you do see on YouTube. It's like, oh, you know, I blew up, you know, and I did the X many sales. It's like, you know, that's not how it generally works. You know, like I have worked my absolute ass off for the past four years to get where my business is at today. And it's not, it's not me like doing anything special or crazy. It's just like, you know, having patience every single day and just grinding it out. You know, it's one day at a time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, I got three more questions for you. I hope that you are ready. Let's go. Uh, this has been great, by the way. Really enjoying this conversation. But I do have, I've got a cap. So I got, I got to keep it at my cap. <laughs> you're good. Um, All good. First question for you. Favorite tool or app that you're using right now? I would probably say my favorite tool out of all of them would be like Slack. You know, I don't, it's underrated in the fact that like, it just keeps everything organized in my opinion. You know? Absolutely. It's just a tool for organization. And I'm, I wouldn't say I'm the best organization, but I'm okay at it. But Slack just keeps everything like, like everything organized. <laughs> You know, we're, we're kind of in the mergers and acquisitions space right now. And mm -hmm. it's interesting going into a company and not seeing Slack in there. Like, oh, mm. immediately we will make this company better because like, like no what's going on? Going, I'm like, how are you guys communicating? Email? Like, yeah, literally. The day? Like, what, what do you do? Like, send emails back and forth or text messages? Like, I, I don't even understand when there's not a messaging platform set up within a company. That yes. makes me, yeah, that makes me wonder what's going on. <laughs> the next best one would probably be Monday.com. Uh, Monday's, a, Monday's a pretty That's solid tool. That's our tech tool. stack. That's the tech stack yeah. we love. Monday. I mean, Slack. it's Monday's more like like project. I wouldn't say project based, but it, it kind of is. It's like okay, you know, here's our projects where they at. You know, that's 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 yeah. how I see it. Yeah, absolutely, and I I highly recommend that tech stack to get it or or find one that works for you. I mean, some people like Asana. Mm -hmm. To me, that doesn't work with my mind. I really love the visuals of Monday. Yes, I hate their designers. I hate spreadsheets. Their designers are totally. next tier. Yeah, I hate spreadsheets, and yet Monday is just a, a, a pretty Excel doc, right? That's it that's is basically what it is. But it really it's is so much better. So mm -hmm. another question for you, Clay. Let's go. Favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now? Ooh, right now. That's a tough one. So I'm I'm not gonna give you what I'm listening to now because I listen to it periodically. My favorite podcast yeah. is a podcast called Business and Biceps. I started listening to it when I was 16, 17. Okay. They split up now. They yeah, it's been around a long time. They stopped, I think, in like 2020. Okay. 
that has had such a big impact on my life. And like, like I said, like we, me and my brother drove to see the guys live. And you know, if it wasn't for Maurice Claret, you know, who was on the podcast, like my business would not be where it's at today. You know, and if you want real business information, you go listen to those three guys and you're just going to be like, wow. Okay. Like it's real. Yeah. We'll make sure to throw that one in the show notes too, guys. uh, If it's still, uh, if it's still published. Yeah. I think, Uh, I think it is on Spotify. It's still up there. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Great. Uh, Last question for you, Clay. Uh, If you could sit down with anybody, you get an hour with them. They have to be alive and it cannot be Elon Musk. Who would it be? Elon would be up there. Gary V would be a big one. I I would love love to sit down with Gary V and pick his brain a little bit. That is you know you could have got a V you could have got a V friends NFT and done it. I could have you know I'm not I don't okay I don't want to say this I'm not on the NFT train yet but I'm still learning about him. I'm not 100 sold on him yet. It's more of just like an unknown thing to me. But that's why I'd sit down with him. I'd love to like have that type of conversation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally, exactly, and totally learn. One uh, somebody who we acquired one of our, our companies from ended up buying a V Friends and getting the fifteen mm-hmm. minute combo with them, and it was awesome, awesome yeah. to hear uh, Gary's advice in there. So, but I mean, you can get Gary's advice, you know, twenty four seven if you just follow him on social. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you can, and I'll give you one more out, outside of like like business realm. Another one would be like Les Brown, you know, big motivational speaker guy. Um, I'd lo- love to just sit down and have a conversation with him cool clay thanks yeah. again so much for your time this was really great Definitely. really informative i think people are going to come back to this episode have a listen and i really hope that this inspires people to reach out and figure out make creative deals and creative licensing mm-hmm. deals and figure out what you want and find all of those kinds of connections it was really great clay where can people find out more and connect with you and then connect with Screenskins? so literally any anything on instagram at clay caning or at clay caning 50 um instagram twitter you know if, if you're still on facebook i'm still there too you shoot me a message on there probably be weirded out but i might answer i'm there you know at Screenskins too we're there on on facebook instagram and twitter so reach out tiktok as well um you know i'm not big on the personal tiktok but you know it's Screenskins. i might answer the dm if it comes in like and it's on my top i might answer it but if not definitely hit us up on instagram sweet clay thanks yeah. again so much for your time today thank you i appreciate it Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.